It's a Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-Z. Landon the Daz Don't. After a week off, thank y'all for coming back. Uh, I apologize for missing last week. Uh, illnesses happen. And before you ask, no, it wasn't the COVID. It was just, you know, living in East Tennessee. There are these things called allergies, and I happen to be allergic to everything in East Tennessee. So it was just one of those things. But thank you for all the well wishes. Feeling much better. Glad to be back. Kicking your week off the right way. Bringing you a little bit of Disney news. And I'm glad to be back with my co-host, my tag team partner, she is the rising star in the podcasting game and the streaming game coming off a very successful charity stream earlier this month and coming off a very fun trip down to Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, which we will be talking about later. And she'll be talking about in depth later this week on Adventures with Steffers. It's Steffers! Steffers, how are you? Welcome back, buddy. Oh, hello. I also took a break for my show, so... <laughs> We're just taking breaks and doing things, but it's it's grand to be back. Grand, great, cool. Words are hard already, and we mm -hmm. just started, so yep. here yep. we are. Yeah. So as you can see, uh, we, were, we we probably needed to take that break off uh, mm -hmm. because because uh, uh, words are hard, as a, a wise woman just said. But yeah, Steffers had a, a trip down to Universal. We will be talking about that later. There is some Universal news, but we are going to be kicking it off with a little bit of Disney news, talking about everybody's favorite CEO, Bobby Chaps himself, received a vote of confidence and there are now reports from Business Insider that quote, a high level Disney insider said that it is likely that Disney CEO, Bob Chapik, will have his contract extended from its current expiration at the end of February, 2023. The insider said that there are two meetings coming up in June and September where Chapik's contract could be extended. No word on how long of an extension Chapik could receive. Um, if you've been paying attention to any sort of Disney news, Bob Chapik's name has come up a lot and it's generally not been in a positive way, whether it be fans being angry at him for decisions made inside and out of the park, or even if you're a Florida politician, uh, you might not have such great things to say about Bob Chapik. But like I did say recently, Chapik did receive a vote of confidence from the board of directors of the Walt Disney World Company. Um, I gotta be honest, I'm kind of surprised uh, well, kind of surprised, kind of not surprised, because uh, even though he has been getting some negative traction in the public eye, financially, Disney's doing very well. So the board of directors financially have to be very happy with the job that Bob Chapik has been doing. But fans, even Florida politicians, not so much, uh, especially when you have somebody like Josh DeMauro waiting in the wing, or at least in the eyes and minds of the fans. Josh DeMauro waiting in the wings as the possible successor. I've seen online a lot of people saying they need to bring back Bob Iger and stuff hasn't been good since Iger left Disney. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but uh, kind of surprising reports are coming out that Chapik uh, might have a little bit of job security here. I um, went, <laughs> for those who want my opinions, well, I may or may not have been 
having a couple drinks at uh, my hotel, you can go listen to the Dillo's Diz uh, live they did uh, a few nights ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I will say that I did voice my opinion, but I was more like a devil's advocate because, like, there are a lot of different, what's the word? Like, people don't like one person, but then they like another person, and, and it was more like, well, how do you not, how do you like this person when it's essentially, like, they have the same rights and they have a big impact on the parks and stuff? So, it was just like, uh, hey, like, what, what, we really went to the root of the issues and uh, kind of just discussed it very nicely and respectfully, of course. Of course. that's how I I'm, wrote. Mm -hmm, I'm sure. And, and I do think... Uh, it is easy to make Bob Chapik out to be the boogeyman, the big bad for a lot of Disney fans, because he is the CEO. And I've had somebody reach out on our social and ask, why does Bob Chapik continue to get um, attacked? And, and every problem that happens at Disney is Bob Chapik's fault. Um, heavy is the head that wears the crown when you're the CEO. Uh, all blame is going to be put on you. And, and I don't think everything that's happened is Bob Chapik's fault. But when you are, like I said, the CEO, you're going to be the target, so to speak. So, uh, and I don't think by putting Josh tomorrow in his spot, everything will magically fix and now the problems will go away. I'm not going that far, but um, Disney seems like uh, they're going to be continuing on their path with uh, Bob Chapik. So there we go. Um, uh, so if uh, you are one of those uh, Josh DeMauro fans on the internet, uh, your savior, it seems, uh, will not be coming, at least for now, anyway. Um, yeah, well, neither here nor there. That, you know, where that these are just the mumblings of the, of the internet. So we'll see how that goes. But we're moving on, on to bigger and brighter news. We have a lot of things at the House of the Mouse that are making its making its return, mm -hmm. which some of these things we didn't even think were going to return and now they're coming back with a vengeance and yeah, but the minivan service, a lot of people, I know a lot of my friends utilize this service, will be returning to Disney World on June 29th. So get get ready, buckle in. This private car service will roll back in on June 29, 2022, and guests can be enjoyed driven around property by experts, specially trained cast members. Minivan service is one of the most convenient and personalized transportation options to choose from with quick point-to-point -point drop offs and pickups around Walt Disney World at prices that vary by route. Route? Route. <laughs> How do you pronounce that word? Both Please are, let me know. Both are both are acceptable steppers. It's fine. Uh, book by just opening your Lyft app and selecting a minivan vehicle to pick you up. Guests can also use the app to request an accessible minivan as, as needed, and each minivan comes with equipped comes equipped with two complimentary car seats for your littlest travelers. Um, I think we discussed this when there were mumblings, maybe, or maybe before the you know the the world on fire, but. I know that we talked about how it was partnering with Lyft and how that was going to like affect the quality of service. And if we we might not have worded it that way, but I just know I've had some mishaps with Lyft. So I'm intrigued that they said that they like it's going to be a cast member. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested Especially to see how this goes. Cast members of that. Yeah, I'm 
I gotta say, there has to be some sort of accountability with like the drivers and like having holding the the Disney name. So it very well might be like the people that they hire for their buses and stuff like that. I'm sure go through a special training situation. I, I have a feeling this will be the same exact thing. You can just book it through Lyft, which doesn't sound like a bad deal to me. Because the app is easy to use, and I mm -hmm. like that it's not through MDE, because MDE, that'll just be one other thing that you don't yeah. need. Like, that'll just be too much. Um, so I'm excited. I know a lot of my friends are excited. Um, if you have ever taken a minivan service before, add us at Dawes Does Disney, and uh, let us know if you enjoyed it, if you would do it again, if you recommend it, if you don't, pros and cons. Let us know, because, you know, curiosity killed the cat, mm -hmm. or something like that. And, and I... I'm, I can speak from experience in this, not necessarily with the minivan, but when you have a dinner reservation that you have to get to and you're in Magic Kingdom and you got to get to that restaurant, you can't really necessarily rely on Disney's transportation. You can't rely on the monorail or buses or boats. So in that instance, having the ability to get a ride share, pull up the lift and book yourself a ride and now in this instance with minivans coming back on the 29th of june that is another option and they are saying when minivans come back airport service will not be available at this time that is a question that we had when we previously talked about minivans in the past so uh you can't start or you can't get in your uh disney bubble with the minivan when you get to mco uh just yet but uh we had a listener let us know it was quite an expensive uh ride with a minivan from mco to the most magical place on earth in the past so so we'll we'll keep you posted on any updates that are you know on the interwebs but we just wanted to let y'all know because i know it's been a highly uh, anticipated return something to that effect so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be honest i'm still kind of surprised that the minivans are coming back because if you remember when the world first shut down disney was selling part of their minivan fleets correct so, so that's why it's it's a shock but it's a happy happy surprise at least for most people. So, you know, that's not the only thing that's coming back, though. There, mm -mm. What do we got? We got a few more things, but this is probably the crowd favorite. The Hoop-de-doo review. That's how you pronounce that, right? Yes, yes, that is okay. correct. Hoop-de-doo review. All, all words look incorrect to me, when, especially when they come out of my mouth. But it uh, showtimes are beginning again June 23rd. So, and they've also had some menu updates, uh, audio and lighting system updates, scenery and script updates. They're, they're really just reimagining, re, you know, revamping, updating this crowd favorite. Uh, a new drink and returning favorites have been announced to return. Uh, the hoop salad, the house-made cornbread, creamy coleslaw. This looks delicious, by the way. There are mm -hmm. pictures attached to this blog, Mickey article, and now I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> Pecan-smoked barbecue pork ribs, mm. legendary fried chicken, cornbread-crusted mac and cheese, which oh sounds my God. wow. Home-style home mashed potatoes, cowboy beans. What are cowboy beans? Beans for cowboy stuffers, duh. Uh, okay. Ma's famous <laughs> strawberry shortcake, which looks fire. Um, and then the new Giddy Up cocktail featuring the Hall Barkeep's blend of Tito's handmade vodka, Minute Maid premium lemonade, and freshly brewed iced tea. 
Hmm, uh, you can also choose. Okay. Yeah, it's a spiked. It's a spiked. Uh, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh-huh. Uh, you can also choose from an assortment of locally crafted beers, including Tampa Bay Brewing Elephant Foot IPA, Cigar City High. Highlight? I I don't know. IPA, Cigar City, Maduro Brown Ale, Orange Blossom Pilsner, Central, 28 Underduck Lager, and Three Daughters Brewing Blonde Ale. I think I think my husband has tried Three Daughters Brewing, but maybe I'm wrong. I've anyway. uh, I've had the Cigar City Maduro Brown. That is that is a very fine beverage if you do like a brown ale. I I like that for the beer options, they're keeping it local and and they're yeah. and they're craft beers on top of that. So it's not your typical domesticated water your Budweiser's your Coors Light and Miller's and water I love that you just said a typical <laughs> water not throwing shade if that is your drink of choice but I do like that for this price point Disney is giving you a uh, higher quality drink not only in the cocktail but also when it comes to the beer uh, I'm a, I'm excited to check out hoop to do review I've never done this we have some friends of the podcast listeners on this podcast too this is a must do for them and their family when they go go down to Walt Disney World. I'm looking forward to giving this a shot. So uh, hearing that they're updating and revamping the show and the presentation, I'm excited to hear that. And hearing and looking at this uh, menu uh, adds to that excitement, uh, whether it be the actual food, pecan smoked barbecue ribs. I didn't even know that cornbread crusted macaroni and cheese was an option, but now I want to eat my body weight. Uh, oh yeah, that, I'm hungry now. Mm, that sounds phenomenal. And then the drinks on top of that. Um, sounds really awesome. Can't wait for it to uh, return. And when do shows start running against Steffers? June 23rd. So that's just right around the corner. It is. It is right around the, the hoop-de-doo corner. All right, that's not the only... We we still got a few. Actually, this might be the last one. Uh, reopening at Walt Disney World, Victoria and Albert's, a crowd favorite that is also kind of pricey, I hear, but very worth the price, <laughs> um, is reopening July 28th. Slightly outside of my price range, yeah. Slightly, ever so slightly. Um, it's reopening July 28th. Um, it is luxurious cuisine. Uh, reservations available starting June 20th. So mark your calendars because that's that's in about a week uh victorian alberts is a recipient of the triple a five diamond award since 2000 and forbes travel guide five star award since 2018 and is known for its unmatched dining experience with exquisite dishes made with ingredients from across the globe i personally have not eaten there uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe one day this food looks very um bougie that I was actually going to use that exact word. So nice job. Um, I don't. If you've eaten there, please let us know. I personally hope to one day, um, but I I genuinely have have not. Uh, also, there is a reminder about the Victoria and Albert's dress code. Be sure to dress to impress, as this is an exquisite and intimate dining experience and the culinary crown jewel of the Walt Disney World Resort. Guests are expected to dress accordingly for this upscale location with semi-formal to formal attire that respects their restaurant's elegant and op- opulent aesthetic. Uh, Landon, I I don't I don't think you uh, you know I don't think uh, that's your kind of place. What 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 you're 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 telling me that my Macho Man Randy Savage? No, shirt that's might exactly not make... what I was thinking. <laughs> this might shock you, Steppers, but I do have custom tailor-made suits i can be classy af if the situation does arise but um, I, 
but uh-huh. but yeah, this might be a, a situation where you and your party might have oh, to head to the hotel room and uh, change out of what you were wearing in the park that day before you head over to uh, Victoria and Albert's again. Reservations, yeah, starting on the 20th for the momentous reopening on uh, July 28th. So it does look good. I mean, Wagyu A5 Miyazaki. Oh my God, words are so hard. There's some, there's some good ass steak on that. Yeah, you can, uh-huh. you can bleep that. But, uh, yeah. But uh, any place that has its own sommelier, which, by the way, that's a fancy word for good guy at wine, you know, is going to be a good restaurant. Maybe someday I'll be able to uh, eat at Victorian Alberts, but I think it's going to involve me either winning the lottery or robbing a bank, and uh, one of those is more likely to happen than the other um uh, yeah and you you the level listener can figure out which one and un- 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 unless you're in law enforcement then, then. uh <laughs> moving on up um yes. this is a brief we're, we're literally gonna just touch on this for a quick second because i know we've talked at lengths about uh genie plus but disney world makes the 120 minute rule official for disney genie plus and clearly states rules for use oh <sighs> We've discussed. Okay, so we've talked about the the whole when you can book, how you can book, all the things. So I don't really want to go too in depth with this, but they've made it. They formally acknowledged it. Disney is now clearly stating that the rules for the Disney Genie Plus service. Um, it is worth noting that the rules haven't been changed. They've just been more clearly communicated. Here is a look at the new wording: Lightning Lane entry through. Disney Genie Plus service. Use the Lightning Lane entrances offered through Disney Genie Plus service and save time waiting in line. On average, guests can enter two to three attractions or experiences per day using Lightning Lane entrances if the selection if the first selection is made early in the day. You can enjoy a Disney Genie Plus service Lightning Lane entrance once per day. If you'd like to experience an attraction again or see a certain show again within the same day, you are welcome to use the regular standby line. And then they break down the prices. Uh, Disney, please note the two-hour wait to make another selection begins when the park opens, even if you made your first booking at 7 a.m. So I think that that's the main the main focus here. Uh, you do have a two-hour wait before you can make a second uh, another selection for Disney Genie Plus. Genie I Plus, mean, so 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 simple, I, isn't it? I, Good I'm lord, so, I confused myself reading Good this article. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> um, I really had to get to the nitty gritty, and there was a cute little bullet point. Um, but just to reiterate, Disney Genie Plus service Lightning Lane selections can only be made one at a time. You must redeem an existing Disney Genie Plus service Lightning Lane selection or wait two hours. So that is what they acknowledged and have clearly, clearly communicated now uh, <laughs> moving forward with Genie Plus. Um, all of this is outlined in an article by Blog Mickey or probably on their website. So you can go check that out. Um, you can make your first lightning lane selection at 7 a.m. And that's the T, and that's what you miss. But on that same token, while you're trying to figure out if you need Genie Plus, you can also book your 2023 Walt Disney World uh, vacation. Tickets are now on sale. Uh, single day tickets remain between $109 to $159. Um, the average ticket price is increasing more than $5 which happens each year, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. You also still need a park reservation prior to entry at the parks. So get on that. I thought it was a little weird that Disney paused or didn't make tickets 
available for 2023. Um, but there's a lot of moves that Disney has been moving when it comes to selling of tickets here recently that have made me kind of turn my head sideways and say, what you do, Disney. Um, uh, particularly them not offering tickets for 2023 and what they continue to do with annual passes. But uh, whenever there's any news on the annual pass front, we will uh, let you know that as well. But uh, yeah, if you're looking to uh, book a vacation for next year, you now have that option when it comes down to Walt Disney World. So there you go. Yes, yes, you do. So get on that. Get on it. Uh, Sorry, that was a little I was a little excited. Um, We're going to move on to resort resort happenings. Uh, fencing installed and demolition begins at Luau Cove at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. I genuinely have no idea what they're doing, but you know, it's Disney, so there's construction somewhere. They're they're re revamping, updating, doing things. I believe it's for that uh, DVC uh, tower that's going to be coming for uh, to oh, the uh, to the Poly, yeah. Which again, kind of like Victorian yes, Albert, is is something that I will never ever be able to fully experience. So, uh, but yeah, there is uh, some demolition uh, that needs to take place first for that tower coming. Uh, Luau uh, Cove and the Spirit of Aloha Dinner Show venue will need to be flattened to make way for the construction as crews begin a limited demolition to the west side of that structure. Fencing has been installed along the perimeter ahead of a more full-scaled demolition. Yeah, they're they're doing stuff on the beach they're doing stuff at the luau cove they're doing stuff everywhere at the poly they're also closing kona cafe starting on august 15th for, for refurb so the poly is just getting a whole new updo they're they're just doing a lot of stuff though uh speaking on kona cafe uh you can still use the app uh for select food during breakfast lunch and dinner so uh kona cafe sit down might not be an option but you can still get some things on the menu through the my disney experience app for you and your family if you know uh, for example the uh pot stickers or uh, wings are a must do so hungry those are so good have you had the, have <laughs> no, you had those i haven't been to kona yet oh they're so good staffers you got to get down there yeah yeah okay i'll add it to my list of things <laughs> i need to do aye, aye, aye. all right let's get into the nitty-gritty park things the highly missed show. I don't know if it's been missed, but this you is didn't a show even that know I it. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know this was a thing before we started talking about it. I but here did it not. is, and it's back starting today. Finding Nemo: The Big Blue and Beyond returns for the first time since Debuts. the part. Technically, it's a new show. So that is true. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Again, words are hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it, it makes its debut. And this is going to be the first time that there's been any sort of Finding Nemo show since the park shut down in March of 2020. Um, And uh, I'm excited to see it. They shaved off about 15 minutes off the original show's runtime. So interested to see i didn't really i how i guess the show was long so interested to see how long it 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 was versus how long it is um they also oh they also have a full video on blog mickey if you would like a spoiler alert (laughs) Uh, i'm actually gonna check out oh it's a 27 minute long show so i have no idea like 
Y'all were sitting in there for a while watching the yeah. show originally. Okay. Uh, though, though, to be fair, uh, when I went and watched it, when I was in Animal Kingdom, it was a bazillion degrees out that day. And it was nice to sit in a dark uh, air conditioned theater for a while. So that was nice. And also I was a fan of the puppet work that uh, that went on during the Finding Nemo show and, and stuff like that. So I thought it was a cool show. I'm excited to see it back. And again, being able to get out of the sun and uh, sit down and enjoy some air conditioning. Thumbs up, thumbs up. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna be, uh, interested to see what the reviews are on the new uh, Finding Nemo, uh, the Big Blue and Beyond show, because I do think it's keeping some original structure from the original show and just adding on new stuff. So be interested to see what uh, what comes out and what the reviews are. I'm interested, too. But you know what I'm even more interested in? What's that? Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One thousand percent. Everybody loves Chewbacca. I don't know if everyone does, but everyone should. Uh, the characters are roaming freely again within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So you bet your patootie, your girl's going to be on the search for Chewbacca. Give him a big old hug. Get that Wookiee hug. Yeah, I've never gotten a Wookiee hug because the first time I went, you know, there mm -hmm. were no hugs. Yeah. Wookie but yeah, they're the free best. roaming. And that's exciting. I can't wait to... I haven't been back to Disney since character meet and greets came back. So I'm also interested in that. Um, they also installed a speakeasy door. Batu Bounty Hunters Magic Band Plus Interaction Panel revealed in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. With plans to roll out the Magic Band Plus this summer, which they look cool, but I don't I don't know if I want to spend the money on that. Uh, <laughs> Disney has completed construction of the Magic Band Plus interaction panel that will support the Batu Bounty Hunters game within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney Hollywood Studios. I actually am interested in that because <laughs> I think the concept is very cool. I would like to see how the execution pays off, though. Um, the panel remains off limits to guests, but there is a sneak peek. Um, at the panel, you know, until then. You you there's a there's a cool picture of a panel on here um with a touch po point for your Magic Band Plus. Um the Bounty Hunters game will use haptics and lights on the Magic Band Plus to help guests locate virtual bounties within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The Magic Band Plus will act as a sort of hot and cold system changing colors based on proximity to the bounty. Once you've completed your tasks, you will return to inform the local guildmaster who will reward you with galactic credits. Guests can use can also use the, the Play Disney Parks mobile app to help them reveal their virtual brownie using the app's built-in augmented reality thermal viewer. Okay, that's cool. What do you use the credits for, though? Uh, if it's anything like it has been in the past, I know you can scan stuff in Galaxy's Edge using the app, and then it'll give you virtual credit, and you can kind of dress up or buy titles for your oh, avatar. So it's oh. In inside the app now. Now they, uh, since they're introducing the Batu Bounty Hunter game with the Magic Band Plus, maybe there will be new things to spend your virtual credit on. I, I'm not saying if you save up enough, you can go, you know, buy a spot in Savvy's workshop or something like that. It's not going to be. I doubt it will be able to transfer virtual credit for real world stuff. But I, I think stuff like this is cool, and it gets us closer to what was originally pitched when Disney and the Imagineers were telling us what they wanted Galaxy's Edge to be, this immersive, interactive world. So I I think this could be really fun and it could be really cool. And 
once you get past the initial point of purchase of the Magic Band Plus, this is a fun, free activity you and your family can do inside the park. But, well, free, again, past the initial point of purchase of the Magic Band Plus, which do yeah. look cool. And, Staffers, you're, you're, you're definitely going to get one eventually. It depends if they have a cool, if they bring back Happily Ever After, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, half of Alien Swirling Saucers closed for refurbishment at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I, that's that's about all that this article says. Um, their refurbishment isn't listed on Disney's calendar because the attraction remains open thanks to the fact that there are twin attraction platforms. So y'all can still ride it, but uh, you know, half of it is being refurbed. This like, nice like I've, I've, I've never been on alien swirling saucers, so like like doesn't really move the needle for me. But I'm not no. much of a much of a teacups ride person, so you know. Interesting. I mean, mm. all right. Well, no judgment there. I don't think I've been on it either, but I would like to get on it eventually. But but I I, I do like uh, that the uh, letters for this uh, this attraction, alien swirling saucers. It spells ass. Moving on to Epcot. <laughs> Sculpting has is underway to theme rock work in Moana Journey of Water construction site in Epcot. I still don't know how I feel about this new Moana situation. I love Moana, though. I just don't know. I don't know what to expect from this. And I think the best thing is to not expect anything. I just feel like Moana could could be an attraction not, or like a ride, not just like a walkthrough attraction. But, <laughs> you know, maybe it'll be cute, like a little cute water play area for kids. It's fine. I just hope they allow adults in so that I can enjoy it as well because it's hot in Florida. Oh, I think adults will definitely be let in. And I think Disney will pull it off, whatever it ends up being. But I do think a Moana attraction would have been cool. But I, I'm interested to see what Disney actually does pull off with this because I I still think this could be cool and I think it will be cool but we'll see we'll see kind of I I think the position you're taking going in with no expectations is the best way mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah I will see how it goes but it looks like they're making some headway with it um speaking of making headway um... oh my god they continue to make headway because Disney is uh begun to test the canopy lighting effect for Tron light cycle run at the Magic Kingdom the testing began another important milestone for the project as sources indicate that Disney is pushing for a late 2022 opening for the attraction Here's uh the whole thing. yeah fingers crossed because uh, Tron has been under construction for freaking ever and like i'm sure once it once it's open and once it's up and running it's going to be a very cool coaster um it i mean other parts of the world uh I, I believe uh what is it shanghai disney they 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 have the tron cycle and it does look like a pretty killer coaster and it's going to be a must do attraction in the magic kingdom but i'm just 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 get the dang thing open <laughs> just just get the dang thing open though um, i and I, you know, I have high hopes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll be 2022. I think I think we're we're pushing 2023. But like I said, it's better to have no expectations or low expectations <laughs> than, than to have have ex have high expectations and get dookied on. You know. Uh huh. And I'll I'll be honest. I'll be surprised if uh, 
if it is a 2022 opening, I do think 2023 is a more realistic time frame. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. And along with the Tron construction, the railroad track installation continues on the storybook circus side of Tron construction site at Magic Kingdom. And I know that that's Landon's uh, highly requested return is, is yeah. the railroad. Yeah, um, that is that is the one thing that I've been paying attention to the most when it comes to the Tron light cycle construction thing is where the heck is the railroad? Because like, like I know a lot of listeners came to this podcast from the previous podcast I was on the morning monorail. To give you a time frame, the railroad was down the entire run of the monorail. Um, so I, I, I just want the railroad back. And that's not something I ever thought I would I would say, if, if I'm being completely honest. I just want the railroad back because um, it was a fun way to get around the park. It was a fun way to look at stuff in the park. And I'm, I don't know, it's just like, like we all know that Walt was a big fan of railroads. And that to me, I mean, that is that is vintage Walt Disney World. That is vintage Disney. So I'm excited that if Tron gets done, that means in theory, the railroad is closer to opening, right? So, so we'll see. <laughs> Once again, no expectations, right, Steffers? No expectations. Oh, no expectations ever. <laughs> Absolutely none. But that, that those are the, the happenings at the house sea of the mousey. Uh currently. I'm sure there will be something else happening tomorrow, today, this week. I mean um, happening happening today. Nemo's yes, back, so yeah. Correct. correct. Stuff's so always go, happening down there. Go go watch the things and tell us how it is at the Dawes does the Disney's. That's yeah. not his thing. At Dawes does Disney, not at Close enough, yeah. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> But that's the Disney news. But uh, but on this podcast, it's not Disney versus Universal. It's Disney and Universal. So Mrs. Universal herself, Steffers, anything happening over yonder in the universe of Universal? Well, I just came back from a trip. I'm just going to do like a brief like synopsis recap of my trip. Okay. That encompasses some of this news. Um, the main The main news out of universal is that halloween was just announced as the latest house announcement for halloween horror nights um merch is out michael myers halloween we we need to specify yeah is there another halloween i mean there's there's a whole holiday called halloween oh okay fair sorry Uh, my (laughs) mind always just goes to michael myers um i will say you know interesting choice it's also based off of the 1978 movie, not the new ones. Has, also uh, interesting. Has has there ever been a Halloween? Um... Like three times they've done oh, this. Okay. They've they've yeah they're hmm. they've done this many times. I anyway. Wonder why they're going on. back to the well is because I don't think this is like a anniversary year or anything. I have no Halloween idea. I um. That would be a good question for Universal. Please let me know if they answer you. <laughs> Will do. Um, we talk all the time. I also got to witness firsthand the tragedy that is the Monsters Cafe closing. Uh, the walls do appear to be minion themed, though there has been no confirmation. There has been unconfirmed confirmation that this is probably going to be the Minions Cafe. To go along with the unconfirmed, confirmed Minions attraction that they're going to open in place of Shrek. So the whole beginning of the park is just going to be a Minions theme situation. It's fine. It's fine. 
It's fine. I'm not mad. I like minions. I just don't need that many minions. I'm hoping the cafe could be good, though. Just because if it's anything like the quality of Today's Show Cafe. I did look at the menu of the one that they have in Hollywood. I, I could be good. I just, you know, I... You can only do so many things of one thing. I think they are trying to have another kids area because while I was there, I noticed, which this might have been announced and I just missed it, but Fievel's play area is completely like closed off. Hmm. Not even, not working, not running, nothing. And the only other section they have for kids is the DreamWorks uh, meet and greet area and then the Curious George water play area. So in that respect, if they're trying to pivot and do something else in that section, maybe that makes up for it. I don't know. Jury's out on that one. I don't know what they're doing with Fievel's play area. Um, if anyone does know, please let me know. Um, but it just did not look like a functioning section of the park. So, you know, the walls were very cute. I did take some pictures um, and I will be posting videos and all the things that I've done. But the main reason why I went was for E.T.'s 40th anniversary. Um, just wow. 10 out of 10. Always recommend. There was 40th merch there. There was also 40th uh, photo pass uh, banners for outside of the E.T. ride. There is like a photo pass area where you can take a picture on the bike and in the closet with E.T. dressed in a wig. <laughs> Um, I have pictures of those, so that will be posted on my Instagram, too. Um, it also was the one-year anniversary of Velocicoaster, so that was cool. They had a uh, special cowfish sushi roll um, for the in honor of the Velocicoaster. They had a donut that I didn't get to try because I was eating way too much food. <laughs> um, they also had blue churro bites. There, there was like a bunch of stuff that was going on and I didn't partake in all of it because it was just a lot. But the main thing that I went there for and that I succeeded in doing was going to the tribute store. 10 out of 10, it is one of the best tribute stores that I have been in. And I don't know if it's the nostalgia factor, if it's because it's the classics. I don't know. I don't care. The ET room was fantastic. The Jaws room was great. They have a really cute Jaws shark um, like fanny pack. But the way that it lies, it, it's one of those like the cool kids do the vertical ones now across their oh, like the Like the shoulder body. strap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Mm -hmm. the I don't know what they're called. Can someone who's younger than me tell me? Because that's who <laughs> use it, utilizes these things. It was so cute. Um, I just didn't buy it because uh, I just I I spent over a hundred dollars on merch, so I didn't need to buy anything else. Um, fair, fair. And then I had the ET in a basket cake. It wasn't much cake, but it was still good because it had like a cookies and cream situation. It was just very sweet, very rich. So that was just a lot for me. Very good. I had some shark attacks, aka ocean attacks, from my buddy Murph, which mm. was great. I mean, it was overall a great time. I, I'm going to take this time and this little situation that I'm talking to say, please stay hydrated. Please take AC breaks. Please go back to your hotel and rest if you need to. I was there like two and a half days. I needed to sleep all of yesterday just to recover from the heat. Um, I did stay hydrated and I didn't pass out, but I definitely felt the wear and tear of being in the sun. And like, even though it rained, I was like still suffering a little bit. 
So just a reminder to do that um, and listen to your body and make sure that you take care of yourself. Um, in Harry Potter Wizarding World, there is a new 2022 Collector's Interactive Wand. It is $75. It looks cute. It's a little light. So I don't know if it's really worth $75 just because it doesn't feel like anything. It feels like a, I mean, not to be rude. It feels like a stick. Like it's very, very light. Um, and I like the heavier duty wands, um, which I still haven't bought, in a, bought a wand. I will buy one later this year when I go back. Um, and they also have dark chocolate frogs now, hmm. which is something fun. Um, I did get to go to Florian Fortescue's and I had sticky toffee pudding and salted caramel blondie ice cream in a cone. That was 10 out of 10. Um, overall, I had a great two days. Um, I do. I will have like a review of the hotel and a recap of my trip on my podcast and on my blog later but more or less i had a great time and i cannot complain it is always great going back to universal well awesome it sounds like you had a blast and i'm uh, i'm glad you had fun and you made it back safely and i'm glad that you didn't pass out because uh it is just june it's guys hot. And, yeah, and, and if you're heading down to Orlando, Florida, whether you're going to Walt Disney World or whether you're going to Universal Studios or SeaWorld or Lego Land, it's only going to get hotter. So definitely go have fun, but also hydrate and also mm-hmm. take breaks. Mm-hmm. Like I understand when y'all go down there, you want to go a mile a minute. You want to get the most bang for your buck, but don't overexert yourself. Otherwise, your body is going to get is going to say, guess what? I'm shutting down. We've had it. And you don't want to you don't want to find yourself in that situation. Take that from somebody who has found themselves mm-hmm. in that situation before. Can confirm. Yes, yes. Uh that that can and will ruin a vacation real quick. But uh yeah, awesome to hear that you had such a good time, Steffers. Yes, and also the mummy is still closed, but there are rumblings that it might open next month. So Ooh, okay. Here's here's to hoping it reopens very soon. Um, there is a great video that I will post of myself uh, trying to hug it from a distance because I am distraught that it is not open. Um, but yeah. That's such a killer attraction. And hopefully someday Brendan Fraser will get his coffee. Oh, poor man. What a guy. What a guy. Yep, yep. Okay, well, uh, you did mention it was the one-year anniversary of uh, the Velocicoaster uh, launching this past Friday, and that wasn't the only piece of Jurassic news that happened this past Friday. While you were down, you got to see Jurassic World Dominion at Universal Studios, right? I did. How, how, I did indeed. That's pretty cool, right? I mean... Yes, yes, it was cool. They actually, like, two days before, or the day before I got there, they actually gave annual pass holders free passes to go see it. What? Um, I I missed it by day. It's fine. Um, In terms of the movie, I I see that there are a lot of mixed reviews and the ratings and whatever, whatever. I I don't care what they say. Please go see the movie. If you like the franchise, go see the movie for yourself and make the judgment for yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it ended the franchise very well. I think that they they were able to close off a lot of open storylines and revisit some old storylines that might have been might have ended not the way that you wanted. So now they give you the ending that you want. Um, I cried. <laughs> during the movie <laughs> um and i also was like 
are they about to do this? And then like, it was a whole thing. So I, I personally was not a huge fan of the second movie of Jurassic world. Mm-hmm. I think this did a great job of merging the Jurassic park, Jurassic world, uh, worlds essentially um (laughs) and put a little nice bow on it to say farewell thank you for you know all the years that you've you know i don't know i think it i think it did a great job of ending it so yeah Mm -hmm. i i had a lot of fun watching the movie as well i went and saw it on friday um I thought it started a little bit slow, but once they got to the city where there was like, like we're, we're not going to get into spoilers because I know there's some out there that haven't seen it. But once they got to the city that kind of had like the, the underground dinosaur fighting black market, like, and they started doing dinosaur stuff. I'm like, okay, this movie is really freaking fun. I thought. Oh, it was- also if you're taking your kids, maybe don't. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised. There Maybe was, don't. There was there was a lot of moments where it's like, okay, this this and this they is showed it intense. Yes. Yeah, and they showed it. They alluded to it. There. Yeah, it might be a little bit too violent for young kids, um, and I mean that in like the best way, but also like in the yikers way. Just a heads up. But it's a very good movie. But yeah. I agree. Um, I think they did a lot of setup at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I think that once the story was built up, it it I think that they did a good job. I don't yeah. know. That's just mm-hmm. me. I mm, I yeah. I, I, I understand you. Uh, in the first part of movies, you have to set you have to set the yeah. table before you can eat, and you have to get the players in place for the mm-hmm. second and third act. And I and and they did that. I thought it was a little bit slow, but but I I I had a lot of fun, and it was a good combining of the worlds like you said of the jurassic park and the jurassic world franchises um like you i flat out did not like jurassic world fallen kingdom and uh the two characters that that claire was with thankfully they weren't in the movie a whole lot so uh that was two thumbs up for me i could have stood for a little bit more of uh dinosaurs in your backyard stuff because i really wanted to see the dinosaurs like interacting with 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 you know main main land America and stuff like that, but but I really liked the story we got. It was a lot of fun, yeah. and like I know this is a very low bar to clear, but I thought this was by far the best Jurassic sequel we've ever gotten. I my only thing is if you go into this. If you go into watching this movie and like hoping for the originals, or if you go into this movie having some high expectations of Chris Pratt and like the Jurassic World franchise, you're going to be disappointed because you're you're going to anticipate something that you're not going to get. This movie, without giving any spoilers, really has its own storyline that helps tie like to end the story as a Mm -hmm. whole yeah it's it's not it really didn't focus on like you said like the the dinosaurs in the wild like it does to an extent but there's a purpose for what's being shown in the movie and and it goes over the overarching theme of the movie if you're going into it thinking that you're just going to watch a bunch of dinosaurs roaming the earth you're going to be disappointed but if you're just here to watch to follow the storyline and to see the franchise close i i think you'll you'll enjoy it for sure mm-hmm. and, and and i do think this was a good way to send off the franchise um 
is this going to be the last Jurassic blank movie we ever, ever uh, get? Probably that's not. That's what I hope. I hope so. But, I think that there's no need for any other Jurassic movies in, in my lifetime. Is there a need? Probably not. But but that hasn't stopped Hollywood before. I mean, like, like this movie is going to make a crap ton of money like every other Jurassic movie has in the past. They'll probably take a 10, 15 year break like they did between the original Jurassic Park trilogy and now the Jurassic World trilogy. And we'll see something else down the line. And I, I don't know if we'll have any carryover from the characters of Park or World in that one. But if this is where it all ends for the Jurassic franchise, I'm okay with it. I had a lot of fun. And if you go in wanting to see dinosaurs do dinosaur things, you'll have fun. Yeah, I agree. But that is my universal high horse I will step off of. Step off of. Um, but yeah, highly recommend 10 out of 10. And also book that trip and go to whether, whether it's Universal or Disney, just do it. Mm-hmm. And have fun. Have fun. And well, drink water. And drink water. Yes, definitely drink water. But speaking of fun, I, I've had fun this week, Steffers. This feels like a podcast. But before we hit the door, why don't you let the level listeners know where they can hear your full in-depth breakdown of your trip to Universal? Um, you can listen to the Adventures with Stuffers podcast. That episode with my trip recap will be airing on Wednesday, June 15th um, on all your podcatchers, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, uh, adventureswithstuffers.com, which will also have uh, my blog on it where I will break down my hotel review and uh, probably other trip-related things. We'll see how that goes um, in terms of my blog. Um, I also will probably be talking about it on my Twitch stream uh, today at 8 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash AsianZing95. Um, I did go live yesterday on TikTok and Instagram at Adventures with Stuffers, um, talking about my trip a little bit and showing you my merch. But don't worry, don't fret. I will do it all again for you. <laughs> um, and follow me on Twitter, AsianZing95. And... I think that's all my plugs. I genuinely have too many things, (laughs) but I think that that's it. Also, once again, uh, great job on your charity stream that happened earlier this month. You uh, broke your goal in what, like 40 minutes? 32 minutes. Um, (laughs) So I will be dyeing my hair at the end of the month and I will doing, I'll be doing a cosplay stream sometime this month as well. Have you figured out what your cosplay is going to be? Um, I need to check what the votes are, um, depending on what the winning vote is, um, will determine when the cosplay and who the cosplay will be. But just to give you a little teaser, I have a Gimli option, a Mulan option, Lilo option, and then a couple of, uh, (laughs) in-game characters that I could do. I really hope Gimli wins. That would be hilarious. Uh, yeah, they didn't specify. They said you could do either your dog or the dwarf, so... Ooh, that. or both at the same time. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me 280 characters at a time. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find stuff I did in my college radio days, including interviews with the cast of Futurama, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and the Venture Brothers. I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station, locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. But uh, yeah, that uh, that feels like a podcast. Uh, 
thank a cast member, thank a team member too. Uh, Disney and Universal pay your cast members and team members a living wage. They make the magic happen. We love coming down to your parks. We even tolerate spending all of our money down there. But without them, none of that magic happens. Be decent to each other. Be kind to each other. You don't know what's going on in everybody else's life, and you don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go in somebody else's life. And uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. It can be just as important as your physical health because there's a whole lot of negativity going on out there. And uh, can't be emphasized enough to take care of your mental health. So please do so. That's some advice I could even stand to take sometimes. So for uh, my friend Steffers, my name is Landon Doan. We thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Dawes Does Disney. You've been great. We've been Dawes Does Disney. My mom got me a bottle opener that looks like Zoe. It's actually adorable. I've heard some say that life's a beach. No, mother trucker. I mean, Wagyu A5 Miyazaki. Oh my God, words are so hard. Oh my God, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Fun in the sun. Sorry. All right, you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. That's the spirit. Uh. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic Morning Monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I just always wanted to say that.